When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I am Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. So Zendaya became the first black woman to win an Emmy twice for lead actress. And Halle Berry is the first black woman to win an Oscar for best actress. But why does it seem like so many firsts for the black community are achieved by those who are of an ethnic combination that includes black? Should those awards count as black firsts? And who counts as black? Oh my, this is going to be a conversation to tackle. The business of being black today is being black. Please welcome the CEO of Foreign Made Films, Des Gray. Hi, Des. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Great. Pop culture expert, Richie Sky is with us. Hi, Richie. Hey, hey, thank you for having me. And actress and R&B artist, Mackenzie Small is down to have the conversation today. Thank you so much, Mackenzie. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes, the first question on the show is generally the same question every day. And that question is, why should Black people care? Why should Black people care if uh, their race is included uh, with a different race when someone has a first? Like, who's really Black and why should Black people care who's really Black or not? Richie. Well, I think it matters because when we're talking about a lot of these first, to be quite honest with you, in my opinion, if there is a black of drop in you, I'm celebrating it with you. And I feel like we we have to celebrate these moments as a culture because I kind of feel like to a certain degree, I, and, and I think what I'm going to say may be a little bit controversial, I think sometimes it's a little bit more palatable for white audiences to accept someone of a mixed race when when we look at things that are govern- governed by traditional white bodies, like the the Grammys, the Oscars, those sorts of things. So I think that for me, I'm looking at it as a victory for Black people in general, because I just think that we got to celebrate these accomplishments until we can start celebrating our own in our own respective ways and putting more emphasis on the infrastructures that are meant to celebrate Black achievement, like the BET Awards, like the Source Awards, you know, those types of things. I think that we have to embrace everyone who is a part of the diaspora. Yeah. So, Mackenzie, why should Black people care who counts as Black? It's a really good question. I think, like, it comes back to that big question of if you have a little bit of Black in you, does that mean you're black as well does that mean that you celebrate the same things do you experience the same things as people who are fully black or dark-skinned black or all those things but like richie said you know i'm i'm an i'm biracial and still i identify as black and a win for black people is a win for black people uh whether you have a little bit of white whether you have a little bit of anything any other culture in you that is just what we we celebrate being black and being black is being mixed with, that's a part of our history, being mixed with all different types of cultures. And that's not necessarily a great part of our history, but it's what it is. And we need to celebrate that as we are black too, you know? Des, talk about it, talk about it. Why should black people care? That's the question. Why should black people care who counts as black? Well, that's a very interesting um, question because to me, I feel like mixed people should be identified as biracial or multi-biracial. I don't look at it more so like as a Black person thing because it's it's, to me, it's basic math. You made of multiple things to create one ethnicity. 
So, you know, being biracial, if you if just go back to what you were saying with Halle Berry, for example, her winning an Emmy as being the first black, she's biracial. Or the so, first black president. Or even the first black president, the first, you know, to me, I look at things from a biracial standpoint because like I'm black, but I'm also biracial. I'm from a foreign country where I'm mixed with a lot of different things. So to me, to me, it's it's one of a, a tricky question because yes, you should celebrate because you are black, but I also feel like we should be celebrating overall as just a biracial, just who you are individual. It shouldn't just be topping just, oh, you black, so we're gonna celebrate this for the black culture. It should just be you should be celebrating for both of your culture if you are mixed with something else. Versus if you just only black, yes, like let's celebrate. But if a person is mixed with another culture, they should definitely be identified as that. Yeah, Des makes a good point here. Um, Richie and McKenzie, you talked about a win is a win. So if you've got a drop of black in you, it's a win. But then is it really a win for black people or is it also a win for white people? Yeah. Or whatever that person should be mixed with, I should say. You know, if you're mixed with Latino and black, isn't that a win for Latino and black? If you're mixed with white and black, shouldn't that be a win for white and black? I mean, maybe the wins uh, for you know, people with more than one ethnicity is a win for us all and how the world should really be looked at. But is it really a win for Blacks, Richie? Yes. Um, I think in an ideal world, absolutely, it's a win for everybody. But I think the reality of the situation is when we think about Black people in this country and the history of not being able to get in certain spaces and not being able to win because of so many different factors, especially when we're talking about the entertainment industry and the fact that it wasn't always the case that we were celebrated in the way that we are now. So for me, again, I'm going to take that, that win and listen, I can, I'm, we can happily share it with the white people too. Like, bring it on. But I'm celebrating it also for us as a culture because I feel like that is us making strides and proving time and time again that we are worthy of being in these spaces. We make great art that contributes a lot to the entertainment space in general. And I'm just keeping it on entertainment right now because I could go further into different avenues. But to keep it here, I just feel like we have to celebrate that because it is a win. Yeah, it, Mackenzie, go ahead. Well, I was gonna say, like, to add on to that, you know, for so long, Black people have not been allowed in certain spaces. And now to say that, yes, of course it's a win, you know, it's a win for my white side when I have an accomplishment, it's a win for whatever other culture that you are a part of, but it is a win for Black people because for so long, we have not been in these spaces. For so long, we didn't have a Black president. For so long, we didn't have people dominating the acting industry, the music industry, uh, you know, and that's who's on top right now is Black people. And so it's like, of course, we want to celebrate the fact that Black people have come this far. And it almost takes away when we're like, but we're also celebrating the other cultures. Like, let's celebrate the one that's been oppressed for so long. I think that's my... Well, that's a good point. I've never heard that point before. We've done a lot of these shows when you say, listen, let's celebrate the one that's oppressed, uh, bring it to the forefront and give it some good news. Uh, I, I, I've never heard of it in that context. Des, is it really a win for Black people when somebody wins something and they're not 100% Black? <sighs> You know, this topic, I, I, like, I like this topic a lot. I mean, <laughs> if a person is not 100% Black, you know, I don't feel like it's a win for Black people. It's a win for for both identities, you know, because to, to me, it's, to me, like I was saying, like, you're not fully Black, you know, you half Black. So the issue is it comes to your identity and 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 it's and it's all about your environment too. So if you if you if if you was a a a, a black person a hundred percent and you just won an Emmy for the first time in history and you all black like yes like this is a great achievement yes for the black culture I am so inspired you know for the next black young generation like but if you are mix 
I don't, I, I, in my opinion, like, I don't look at it as like, it's a black thing. It's a mixed thing. So can we say, can we say that it's a win for biracial people? Can yes. we say that? Or, yes. or does that not make sense, Mackenzie? I mean, I don't, <laughs> this is a good topic. I love this topic. But my thing about that is you are now just giving more, you know, more, more credence to uh, uh, an ethnicity that has always had it. Right, exactly. And for me, like. It is what it is. And but then you're saying like, well, who is a who is a hundred percent black in America? Who is a hundred percent black in America? Like that's so hard to come across to see somebody as as black and like we have all these different shades of black and the only people who are a hundred percent black in America are yeah, Des. Even you said you weren't a hundred percent black. Correct. Right. So it's like. Now, when you have these massive accomplishments that you're going to achieve or you have achieved, would you now only give that type of recognition to all the cultures that, do you give equal recognition to all the cultures that you've been a part of? Or do you give that recognition to, you know, I'm, I'm a black woman. When I walk into a room, I look like a black woman. I am perceived as a black woman. So do I give that to every culture? Good question, Des. That's a good. That's a great question because the idea of culture, to me, I work in hip hop, so the mm -hmm. idea of culture is important in a hip hop culture or rap. So, and and that culture is primarily black, but if you look at everybody that listens to the music, you know, it's a diversity of people, and everyone is dancing like, oh, everybody want to be a rapper. So to me, it's like identity, identity is a part of the culture. So if I win an accomplishment, me as a, a, a filmmaker, I, I celebrate for all people, you know, because it's like at the end of the day, like I'm Haitian, but I, I, I also have Latino in me, you know, and I also have French in me. So hold that thought. I have a commercial in me. We've got to get it out on Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. We'll be back. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack, and the Business of Being Black today is Who Counts as Black? It's a cringy title for a topic. I know, I know. It, I mean, I'm cringing over here just at the title. But listen, we we have this conversation all the time in private, so why not have it publicly? Uh, Richie, let's talk about, earlier you mentioned that it's more palatable for whites when someone is of a mixed race than just flat out being black. And representation, that means that representation does matter if they are saying it's more palatable for them. Well, why does everything have to be palatable for them? Well, the reality is that typically the spaces that we're speaking about are controlled by people who are white, to be honest with you. And so as a result, we end up as black people or even as mixed people having to operate within those spaces under the white gaze. So what really matters a lot of times, at least outwardly, is how we as black people present or as a mixed person present. What do we look like? Because at the end of the day, if I see Des winning an award, so let's speak those into existence, in my mind, without fully knowing who she was, I'm going to say, that Black, yo, my sister won. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the reality of it, right? So that's why I answered the question in that way. But then there's you. Without the beard, without the beard, Richie, we might not know. <laughs> we, not, not, we might not know to be, to be like, yes, my brother, go. So how does that work? Like, I'm always um, intrigued by, uh, by, by the movie Imitation of Life. And then we have uh, Rachel Dolezal, who, who was just decided to identify as Black. Can I identify as white? Hmm. Again, I'm putting it, I think on. It I'm putting it on you, Richie. I'm putting it on I, you. I, I think it depends. This is how I, this is honestly how I view life at this point as a black man. Okay. 
what do what does the white police officer see if they pull me over? Period. That's how I think. And I know that I, in reality, I should not live that way, but that is my reality as a black man. Okay. So I feel like that's the reality that we have to face is how do we present? So if you are a mixed person and you present as brown, black, then that is exactly how the world is going to see you. And so to be quite honest with you, again, this is why I'm going to celebrate anybody who is in these spaces that are typically controlled by white people. I'm going to celebrate any minority winning because that's ultimately what you are is still a minority in that space. Right. Mackenzie, um, you identify as biracial, right? I identify as a black woman, but I definitely am not ignorant to the fact that I am definitely biracial and, you know, my mother is white, so I can't just completely denounce that. That's something that's very, you know, that's my mom and I love my mom. So it's like, but when I go out into spaces and I like I have auditions for films or television series, you know, I've never auditioned for a Caucasian role. I always audition for African-American or mixed ethnicity roles. And I could never be, call up my agent and be like, hey, uh, there's this Caucasian role and I'd really like to audition for it. And just the fact that I cannot do that has already programmed in my mind from young that, okay, you're not white. You are definitely not white. So then you are biracial, you are black, but you are definitely not white. You are anything but white, sis. Right. Is that what they tell you? So with that in mind, though, do you have an advantage? Um, because, you know, do you have an advantage? Because whether you check the black box or not. Right. Like, that's the that's where the question becomes. Like, I identify as black, but I will definitely not be ignorant to the fact that biracial people have that advantage because like Richie was saying, it's more palatable for the white person for us to occupy those spaces. Um, and that's why I say that, you know, it's also our job not to be ignorant to that fact that we aren't treated the same as dark skin. People. When did you realize that? Or was there ever a moment that you realized that? Or did someone else had have to share that information with you? I just think it was something I it's it's so prevalent because it's 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 kind of hard to realize when you're living in that space you know that you're privileged it's not until someone tells you oh no no those things don't happen for me and you're like what they don't happen for you i think i think i was kind of raised that way because my sister is fully black you know we're from barbados and she was her mother is is also fully black so being raised with my sister and seeing how her her experience was going to university and going to all into all these pri primarily dominated white spaces. Her experience was so different from mine. And just seeing that already tells me, okay, there's a difference here. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Des, are multiracial people less likely to be discriminated against than people who are 100%? I don't know why we're saying 100% black here, but I'm just trying to, for the sake of the conversation, right? Uh, 100% black when it comes to employment and other situations. Uh, Mackenzie talked, you're in the entertainment industry. Mackenzie is Richie and, and myself. Mackenzie talks about the entertainment industry. I could never call up my agent, she says, and be like, send me in for a Caucasian, uh, person. But, um, is, is that what really happens? So to me, um, I touched, I touched on that topic, um, with a movie that I have called mixed girl. And basically, you know, being a mixed individual, I do feel like you, um, it puts you in a, it puts you in a box of not knowing who you truly are, mm -hmm. because it's like on this side, if you go to your black side, from what I see, um, from a good friend of mine, you know, and she, she tells me the story. So it's like from, from both sides, it's either you're not black enough or you're not white enough. 
So to me, it's like you being left in this box of not knowing who you are truly. Right. So you start, you know, you start battling with self-identity. Cause if you look at the black culture, I can be a hundred percent black and still not black enough. Yeah, I can be we can be a hundred percent black and speak the the king's English and be called white. Correct. So, you know, to me at the end of the day. It's all about the culture. It's all about the culture to me. And it's all about how the culture influence everybody, you know, because I mean, it's never a black thing and it's never a white thing, you know, just like from you, from, from, from the perspective of what you just said, um, the, um, the, the, what's your name? Mackenzie, Mackenzie. So Mackenzie, like you were saying, being a mixed girl, you know, um, from your sister going to university, how she was looked at differently. But from my experience, from what I've seen, being from both sides, how do you get treated on the white side and how you really get treated on the black side? Like, I want to know what's your experience. Yeah, that's, well, to be honest, I've never, ever felt like my white side celebrated the fact that they never celebrated me or my family the same way that my father's side did. I was raised a lot closer to my father's side because of that. Um, and so just from that fact alone, I could tell that it's like very uncomfortable for that white side to like really understand, you know, sometimes I have those conversations with my own mom, like you have two black children, you know, that is something that you need to except because when we go into the world you can't go out saying well my kids aren't black they're biracial like no we are black children you need to make that known and you know it's there's a definite difference between the way that my white family celebrates me and my black family celebrates me i don't feel like an outsider on my dad's side of the family interesting not necessarily the case for my mom's side Wow, that's very interesting. You don't feel like an outsider from the black side of your family, but from the white side of your family, you do. Mm -hmm. So dark-skinned people who are born in Latin American countries are often categorized as Afro-Latinos, but they sometimes identify as black and sometimes they don't, Richie. Is their blackness contingent on how they identify or are they black regardless because they have black skin? Like, what exactly makes you black here? You know, honestly, that is really a question of really how you self-identify, right? It's it's actually two parts to me. It's how you self-identify and it's how the world sees you. So if you want to call yourself, you know, Afro-Latina, if you want to call yourself mixed, if you want to call yourself biracial, or if you want to call yourself a Martian, what really is going to matter at the at the end of the day is how the world sees you you will most likely be treated based on how you are perceived by the outside world. And so I then let me ask you this, Richie. Let me ask mm -hmm. you this. What is Tiger Woods? Black. Okay. That's how you see him? I don't even that's, see him as black. Me that, that's, that's what I see. And I think if he wasn't well-known, again, I go back to my earlier reference. What is a... What is a white cop most likely to see when they see him? Hmm. I, I, I don't know what, I mean, you know, I don't know what a white person sees, but as a black person, I don't see Tiger Woods as black. I probably more see him as Asian. He sees himself as Coblin Asian, as a reference to his mixture of Caucasian, black, and American Indian, and Asian. And Raven Simone says, She's not African-American, she's American. I actually did a thesis on African-American versus black uh, in, in grad school. So interestingly enough, how do we see Raven Simone? Well, I would see Raven Simone, however she chooses to see herself now that I know. But I'm just saying, if I don't know her and I'm looking at her as someone who I've never met before, in my mind, she presents as black. So that's what I see. But now that I know that she does Let's not take a quick commercial break, side, we'll be right back on Raven Simone. Yeah. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack. And the business of being black today is mm, being black. So Raven Simone, Richie. <laughs> if Raven Simone does not necessarily self-identify as being black, 
then I won't consider her black. I will consider herself what whatever she chooses to be, American, uh, Raven, whatever she is. That's <laughs> that's who she is to me at this point. That's so but, Raven. Uh, it, it, there you go. There you go. But my point is. It really depends to me, uh, just based on the reality of our situation here in the country that we live in. It really is about how you present, in my opinion. But, you know, we are in a country that's kind of evolving to self-identification, right? Mm hmm So, and that's why I did say earlier, to me, it's based on two factors. How you self-identify, but again, the real, the real world also, too, will make their own judgments about you based on how you present. And that is a reality that we cannot escape. So then, Des, why do you think they feel the need to, to distance themselves from being labeled Black? No answer there. Well I mean, no, no, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's, you're a, like, girl, I don't know why them people don't know they black. Okay. <laughs> no, I mean, so it go back to what I was saying, like, it's all about your identity at the end of the day, you know, because being black, being black and being mixed is two different things. So going back to Raven Simone, if she identify herself as a mix, if she's, she's identifying herself as an American, that's what she is. She's an American. You know, I, why we always got to put a label on us? Why we got to be black or white or Indian or Asian? Why we can't just be people? I think we would all prefer to be labeled as Americans. Unfortunately, America doesn't see us that way. Whenever we go into jobs, whenever we are uh, applying for credit or a house, there, there are these little boxes that we must check. And I mean, more and more frequently, it, it's an option whether you want to check the box or not, but the box is there and they want to know. And we do census every so years, uh, uh, census reports. So it is a big deal whether or not we are black or, Af or, or Af of African descent or Hispanic or Latino, or it matters to America, but why? is a good question, Des, why? So, okay, now let me ask you a question. If you a white person, you grew up in trailer park, that's the hood, regardless of how you look at it. Just like a black person that grows in the, grew up in the, in, in, in the hood. But if you look at both of these things, they, see, they still have the same thing in common, regardless if you're white or black, it's still a lot of violence, drugs abuse, and both things that's in common, they both trying to escape from their environment. So to me, you know, like you said, when you look at a box, when, when you look at application, they, they want to label us in a certain box because I feel like they want to they wanna trap us in to not knowing who we truly are as people. You know, because if you grew up as a, a white person and, and you poor and you a black person, you poor, you still poor regardless of what your race is. Right. So when it comes to like this topic, you know, I'm all for who you are mm. and McKenzie. your environment and the culture. That, that's what I stand on. I stand on culture and your environment. Yeah, I can. I, I just think that that's the truth at the bottom of it. You are a person at the end of the day. You are who you are. And that all the labels shouldn't matter. They definitely shouldn't matter. The problem is that they do. And then we have these conversations come up. So Paula Patton once said that biracial is an offensive term. Although Patton has a black father and white mother, she said she identifies as black. Do you agree with Patton McKenzie? I guess that is your story, right? Yeah, um, I wouldn't say it's offensive. Um, that's sounds kind of ridiculous to me. To well, say that but it, it, interestingly enough, I, I am not biracial, but I do believe, like, I feel that the word is offensive. Hmm. Interesting. But there's what, something about the word that just doesn't sit, it just doesn't sit right with me. I uh, mean, uh, sorry, no, go, go ahead. I don't want to. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say that. I mean, it's offensive if you're using it to dumb down my blackness or you're using it to make yourself more comfortable in the fact that I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm white. You know it's what I mean? It's the intent it's like, behind the word. 
it's the intent behind the word. If everybody's saying, oh, she's not black, she's biracial, or she's, you know, she's, she's not fully black, she's biracial. Like if that's the intent behind the word, then of course it's offensive because now you're putting a label on me to make you more comfortable. But if it's just what it is, I'm, you know, my mother is white, my father is black, I'm biracial. Uh, Richie, when do we get to a place where we don't care that Mackenzie's mother is white and her father is black? When do we get to that place? Well, to be quite honest with you, I think we get there when we can live in the world that Des lives in because I much prefer her version of life than yes. the actual <laughs> version I feel like I'm living, okay? I, I just think that, you know, again, to me, I just can only reference being a black man in this country. And I feel like for me, it would be dangerous to live in that way without acknowledging who I am and how I present to the outside world. Because if I don't have my wits about me, I can easily find myself in a situation where my life is in jeopardy. So that is how I live. Do you believe that when mixed race people um, refuse to be identified as black, it's because they see a benefit to that? I think that would depend on the person you're asking. Because I'm going to tell you, sometimes I be wanting to identify as white. <laughs> <laughs> Why? I get into certain spaces and I be like, yeah, I'm going to check this white box because I see now y'all ain't about to help, help a sister out. <laughs> <laughs> Mackenzie, have you done that? Have you utilized uh, your mother's side of you to 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 benefit? I can't say that I have. Um, I can't say that I have ever. I can't say that I've never wanted to, because I've been in spaces before where I could tell it would make people more comfortable to mention certain things. But I definitely can't say I've ever done it. Nor would I, like I said, I wouldn't want to. I'm so proud of being black. It's it's, it's something that I would never give, like, I would never want to be anything else. You know what I mean? So it's like, no, no. Des speaks about the culture, which is an important part to tackle in this, because I remember uh, Denzel Washington, uh, when he was doing the, the press for uh, Fences, he said, it, it is not about black or white. It is about culture. Someone asked him uh, if a black person could have directed an August Wilson production, I believe it was. And he said, it's not about black or white, it's about culture, much like Des has mentioned. And he he likened the culture to the smell of a pressing comb in the kitchen. Mackenzie, mm -hmm. do you even know that smell? Of course I do. Okay, <laughs> I had to ask. But again, like I was raised with, uh, with my sister who is fully black. So that, you know, that kind of changed my, my, the way I was brought up compared to a biracial person. It, do, it did change the way that I was raised. And I can see that when I talk to other biracial people, I didn't have the same upbringing as a lot of them. However, I think that was one of the best ways to put, you know, it's about a culture. It's a cultural experience. And if you didn't have it, that's where people start saying I'm biracial. I'm this, I'm, you know, that's where that, I think that's my, from my experience, that's where that comes from. Yeah, there are just some things that, um, I mean, whether you are black or white, uh, in the black culture that you wouldn't understand. It's like when people say, oh, never mind, you, you would have had to have been there. And there's an episode of, I think it was How to Get Away with Murder, where Viola Davis sits between the legs of Cicely Tyson as Cicely Tyson parts her hair and begins to grease her scalp. I mean, mm -hmm. there's no way a, a white mother would know about that, Mackenzie. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. And that's why I'm saying we can't be ignorant to the fact that the experience is different, but we also can't just denounce them as not being black either. I don't think that's fair as well. It's not such a, you know, it's not this way or that way. It's, it's, it's a spectrum of experiences that we can't denounce either way. Richie, speak on that. She says, uh, being black is, is, you know, it's a spectrum. You know, as we as she was talking about that, I, it really occurred to me that as much as we're talking about black and white, this is really not a black and white topic. It is, it is, it really is wrought with shades of gray because I do understand that there are aspects of culture that play a big part in this. But I guess 
for me, it I, my stance is so harsh and my stance is so ten toes down simply because of what I experience. So that is lending a lot to what I think about this topic. I have been asked before if I am mixed and the best answer that I can always say is I'm black. But the reality is I don't necessarily know what came before, you know what I'm saying? All the way back down my family tree because I am a light-skinned man with green eyes. So I don't know what played a part in that. But how I identify now and what I feel like the world sees is oftentimes a black man. Mm-hmm. And that's what I identify with. Yeah. I, I remember I had a co-host on my radio show at one point, and he is black uh, from Belize, not from Belize, but his mother from Belize. And uh, our listening audience got a little touched with him because he said, well, Frankie, Beverly, and Mays. Well, who is who is who is Frankie? Who is Beverly, and who is Mays? So he didn't know that Frankie Beverly was one person, and that Mays was the group. He thought it was Frankie, and it was Beverly, and it was Mays. And and the black audience was like, "How can you be black and not know who Frankie Beverly and Mays is?" He was like, "And when are they gonna let Frankie and Beverly into the group?" So so there's definitely a culture when it comes to black people. And I think uh, that is what black people try to preserve when they speak to somebody not being black. Let's take a quick break on the business of being black with Tammy Mack on Fox Soul. Welcome back to the business of being black with Tammy Mack. And I'm about to put y'all up on game by letting you into my business. With a radio and television show and a whole acting career, it's hard to find time to read some of my favorite books, but I found an app that conquers that territory of my life. It's called Blinkist. So if you're like me and love to read books and listen to podcasts, but don't have the time to commit, then Blinkist is for you too. The Blinkist app allows you to understand the most important things from over 5,500 nonfiction books and podcasts in just 15 minutes. Yes! Blinkist has a variety of topics that will broaden your horizons, help you discover new perspectives, and have exciting conversations. Some of my favorite reads so far are The Power of Habit, Why We Do What We Do in Life and Business, and The 80-20 Principle, The Secret of Achieving More with less. Oh, love that. From the 14-Day Personal Growth Challenge Collection, that's where you can find those, which is proved or provided insight and methods of moving with intention and achieving success. Yes! Oh, and you know the best part? Mm-hmm. I can share. I can share what I'm reading with others. With Blinkist's new feature, Blinkist Connect. Users can share and discuss their insights and recommendations with their friends. Right now, Blinkist has a special offer just for our audience. Go to Blinkist.com slash Tammy Mac to start your seven-day free trial and get 25% off of a Blinkist premium membership. That's Blinkist spelled B-L-I-N-K-I-S-T dot com slash Tammy Mac to get 25% off and a seven-day free trial. Once again, that's Blinkist.com slash Tammy Mac. And for a limited time, you can even use Blinkist Connect to share your premium account. You will get two premium subscriptions for the price of one. Taken from me, Blinkist is definitely the business. And the business of being black will be right back. Welcome back to Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. I'm Tammy Mack, and the business of being black today is being black. Now, when we left, we were talking about culture and the culture and how significant that is to black people. Well, according to the Washington Post, the percentage of people who identify as multiracial increased by 25 million from 2010 to 2020. So does this increase the need for the group to be specific about what cultures they represent or should it remain a general multiracial category? How do you feel about that, Des? It should remain either multiracial category or. What? You're the one been out here talking about the culture. You're the one power to the people, the culture. What? I'm surprised at this answer, Des. I'm shocked. No, I mean, it is power to the people. Like, it's it's power to the people. You know, I'm all for the culture and just standing strong with all people. I'm all for all kind of people. 
So to me, like, I don't feel like we should be identified as nothing but ourselves. And if you are biracial, that's just what you are. At the end of the day, it's all about being true to who you are and what culture environment that you are a part of, you know, and, and that's just what I stand on. And I'm standing on that. I'm for all the right. people. All right. She's going down that hill. She said, I said what I said. All right. All right, Des. Richie, should we start identifying people by their culture? Again, I think it's important to allow people to self-identify however they choose to self-identify. But I also think it's important for people to understand when they walk out the door what the world will see. Okay. Mackenzie, how you feel about that? I agree with that. I think that we can identify as if you're going to ask me what I identify as physically, biologically, that's one thing. But to what my culture is, is what you will see when you meet me, when you talk to me, you can identify as whatever you want to identify as. That's your decision. I don't think we should start being like, what culture is it that you <laughs> identify as? I'm thinking we can kind of like, most people present their culture as well. You know, Richie, right. when you're talking about how people present themselves, what they present as, you can kind of tell right off the back what culture somebody is representing too. Uh, but just sometimes we don't want to give credence to those cultures, like I talked earlier about Rachel Dolezal, she said that's the culture that uh, she related to the most and she identified with, but she got a lot of slack for, for claiming the black culture. Why is that, Jess? You know, I can't even answer that right now. <laughs> I, can't even, I, can't even, I can't even answer that right now because I mean, okay, so going back to the black culture, okay? To me, in the black culture, if if I'm if I'm being raised in a in a black culture where I'm I'm very wealthy, you know, and and I've seen that, right? And, and the Cosby Show. <laughs> yes, yes, the Cosby Show. And if I go around, and because I I had that in my culture, you know, being Haitian, where you in my culture being Haitian is either you rich or you poor, but we still we still who we are as people. But I do notice in the culture, if you are wealthy and you are poor, regardless if you black, whatever race you are, you do get treated differently, you know? So the question, like, as you asking your question, I'm thinking about that, like, why do we, why do we judge a person based on their financial um, circumstances versus identifying them as who they are? Like, because to me, black people, we, 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 we go against each other a lot and we don't support each other, you know? So like, to me with this topic, you know, how everything is black power, but at the same time, do we really support one another as being black? Hmm. I don't know. Do we, Richie? Oh, I hate to have to be honest with that answer, but I have to agree with her on that. I mean, we don't always do the best job as standing together as a collective, so I think there's an opportunity there to to figure out ways to do better. I just don't know how to get us there. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, just to remind everybody, Rachel Dolezal was a white woman who identified with the black culture, uh, lived in a black neighborhood, was a part of the NAACP, and for years went on uh, pretending to be black or identifying with uh, black, the black culture, and then was found out uh, to be 100% white. Just so you, she, I'm I, sure. I know who she is, but she was a part of her environment. You can why why we uh, why 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 are we judging her for the decision that she made? Just like if you have black people that that's being raised around white people or somebody in a more higher education than the next black person, they get judged the same way. So I don't see the issue. I mean, that's how she want to identify herself being black because she's a part of the black culture. I think what, what, what black people have the problem with, uh, whether it's culture or whether it's just being black, I think the problem is that certain people want to be black when it's beneficial to be black. But when it's not beneficial to be black, they don't want to be black and they don't want to represent what it 100% means to be black. 
I feel the same way with our own culture about being black. Us as black people, we only want to support each other when it's beneficial to support one another. But are we really 100% being black, powerful people every day for 24 hours of the day? I don't, I don't, I don't trust. I don't know. Give me an example. Like what? I mean, for example, like being black, going to what I was saying, like, okay, me as a director, Mm -hmm. I'm a, a, they look at me as a black woman. Okay. I look at myself as a woman, you know, and, 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 and to me, if I'm in a room with another woman, that's a black woman and she had more power than me at that moment. And she probably can help me, but because we are being brainwashed of We are being brainwashed where society is making us feel like we're not good enough to be who we are. So to me, that black woman that can probably help me, she's not going to help me because she's going to look at me like, oh, you I'm the only black person in this room. So it can't be two of us. Oh, so you're saying that black people sometimes uh, feel good and feel a certain advantage to being the only black correct and I therefore and therefore not pulling other blacks up with them because then they no longer are the only black i agree look i have to agree with you on that part i hate when i hear people say yeah i'm the only one living in that neighborhood and i'm like that is not a compliment it's not <laughs> there's something wrong if you're the only person that black person that lives in that neighborhood there's a problem with that if you're the only black person in that classroom if you're the only black person and if you feel that way you should be angry about it you should you should speak out loud about being the only black person in any space and you should encourage black people to come through to that space and pull them in yourself hey look i'm the only black person over here i think you should get over here yeah. I agree, but do we really do that as black people, though? We well, I, go ahead, Richie. Richie said I he think, agrees with you. I, I I agree that this is the outcome, but I think that this stems from the systems that we were that we were brought into. You know, so it it I feel like we were set up to fail in that regard, mm-hmm. and some of us end up falling for that okie doke of thinking well, yes, you know, I am the only black person in this space and I have made it, I have arrived when no, it's, it's, it, it is what you said, Tammy. It is that, uh, why is there no other black person in this space? Like what, what are we doing to increase that? But again, that's a system that's systematic and it's been, in it's place definitely systemic and it's based on the house slave versus the field slave. Exactly. It's exactly what it's based on. Um, but I do believe today in this space, um, that we are in and this place that we're in, um, all of the woke people of the world, but I do believe in, in this place that we are in with more black people, uh, being executives and having power that they are pulling more black people up. Des, I do believe that. You not experience it? No, I don't see that. And I don't believe that. I don't, I'm sorry, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, I don't, I don't see that because I mean, even in my culture, how I work, I, I get more opportunities from foreigners than for my own black people. And that's just the truth, you know? So, so to me, to me, to me, blacks, to, to me, black people, you know, we only black when we want to make ourselves look good, mm. you know, and mm. that's just how I look at it. Yeah. You know, we only ask black to make ourselves look good. Going back, So you to- know what that means then, right? That means that you have to be that black person. Hey, I love working with my, blood, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> I, I, I love it. Any chance I I'm going to tell you right now, it's a, it, I'm, I'm it. always reaching back. Always. And I don't, I don't even say back. I'm always pulling in. I'm going to just say pulling in because I, I, I don't consider myself reaching back. I think, you know, we're all in a space where we have talent and gifts and skills. And so nobody's behind me. Everybody's just, we, we're just kind of here, you know, waiting on our turn. And I'm always pulling in. And I'm a black woman. So when I can, I do. And when I can't, I'm looking for somebody to pull me in. Richie? I would have to agree with you, Tammy, because I kind of, I, I feel like more and more, I feel like I have people who look like me, who are reaching out to help me get into certain spaces that I may not have been in, who might be speaking my names behind doors that I don't even see. So I feel like 
we are making progress. It may okay. seem slow, but I feel like I'm I'm experiencing that. Uh, tell me about the projects you have coming up, Richie. I mean, just eat, being it being well, number one, being here, I think is 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 <laughs> no, like no, no. a testament. I'm, I'm asking right? you to promote your but, projects now. But, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. I just <laughs> but I wanted to, I wanted to acknowledge that oh, as, thank as you. one of the thank things you. that I feel like you know this is an example of of that behavior that we were talking about, but. Other, other stuff that I have coming up, uh, I do a lot of contributing on Fox 5 DC and uh, on the Simone show on MSNBC. I sometimes contribute there, but you guys can follow me on my YouTube channel at DJ Richie Sky. What you got coming up, Mackenzie? I have a couple of songs coming out at the end, before the end of the year, and then you can find me in a movie that I can't say, but it'll be Can up. you say the songs? Where can we find them? On Spotify or where? On Spotify, on Apple Music, my name, Mackenzie Small. You can just search for it. It's all there. All right, Des, I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you at least 30 seconds to talk about your project so you won't be saying this black woman held you back. <laughs> <laughs> Go for it, girl. Talk about it. No, honestly, um, I have a movie, um, a short film that um, we recently shot. It's called Mixed Girl. And it's talking about the topic of being biracial. Uh, you know, Mixed Girl come from a place of a black girl, she's white and she's black and she grew up in the South and in, inside of a trailer park. So she's going through like different identity issues where she's not being accepted by her white side. And when she go to her black side, they're looking at her as a white girl, you know, because of her skin complexion. And where so, can we uh, find this movie? Mixed Girl right now is um, going through all the film festivals. Um, the top of the year, we should be releasing it somewhere on any platforms. Just Yay. Thank you so much. Thank you, Des. Thank you, Mackenzie. And thank you, Richie, for being on The Business of Being Black with Tammy Mack. College can be expensive, but saving now can help your students save later. Give your child's college savings a boost by registering for a chance at a $1,000 savings plan deposit for 6th through 12th graders. Sign up today at iowastudentloan.org slash register. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com.